Aloha, this is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Cost for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing Desiree Proctor and Erica Harrell, writers, the writers, and Lin Yoshi, artists. They are the creative team of Nuclear Power from Fan fan based press. It is available on Comixology and it is available in trade paperback as well. Erica, Desiree, Lynn, how are you guys doing today? Great. Thank Thank you very much for coming on. I'm going to do just a quick history of your guys' works. Actually, Desiree and Erica, I'm going to say right now, you guys are working on a Disney Plus show, Ultraviolet, and the Black Scorpion is going to come out next year, right? In 2022. Yes. And today, December 6th, you guys have a short story in Marvel Voices that's coming out today. Is that correct? It is. It's part of their anthology series, Comunidades. Thank you very much. And then Lynn, I'm going to, I got this from you, um, from, I think from one of your written interviews is that you were a former Marvel assistant editor. Yeah, a long uh, time ago. (laughs) (laughs) DC Talent Showcase 2017. And you are currently a graphic artist for a toy company. Is that correct? So a uh, little bit outdated information. Uh, so oh. DC Talent 2016. Okay. Um, and I was a graphic artist for a Pressman toy company, but they're kind of, well, they moved from New York to Texas. So, um, you know, so the job was gone. But oh, okay. so I decided to become a freelance uh, full-time comic book artist in like 2015. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's pretty, yeah, cool. and the assistant thing was like a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's pretty cool that you, you, that you decided to do full-time as a freelance artist. Okay. So now before we get into the interview, I want to give a big shout out to Barbara Dillon of the Fanbase Press for setting up this interview. Barbara, thank you very much. Um, I'm going to say, let's just, let's start talking about nuclear power. Yeah, let's do it. How did so? How did you guys? How did all of you come up with this story? Um, you know, I feel like Erica and I are both of our mothers are Cuban and had been really affected by the Cuban Missile Crisis. So it's always been a time period we've been interested in. And then one day it was just kind of like us talking and saying, you know, what would have happened if the USSR and um, the United States had nuked each other mm-hmm. um, during those like 13 days in October. Uh, what would our country look like today? And then we just did a ton of research mm-hmm. and looking at like strike maps um, to see what areas of the U.S. and like Europe and Russia would have been hit. Mm-hmm. And from there, we kind of just came up with our story and just built off of each other's ideas. Yeah, and we really were influenced also by um, Desiree comes from a military uh, background, military family background. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of, um, our entry point character, whose name is Claudia, Mm -hmm. we kind of wanted to see what someone who came from a military background who is, you know, working for this government, um, that the newly established government post this bomb going off mm-hmm. and um, how she would feel about being like a patriot to this country. And then how would she feel if she found out that her government was lying to her? And Lynn, how, um, 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 how, um, how did, um, how, I'm just like, how, how did, how did you get involved with this, um, this cool idea? 
this project? Uh, well, so I was uh, very fortunate to uh, meet Erica and Desiree through the 2016 DC Talent Program. They were part of the writers and I was part of the artist group, but you know, we were able to uh, meet at one point and apparently <laughs> I was stopped. And they tracked me down at a convention. They asked me to, and they invited me to uh, work on the project. And like, you know, it's a great opportunity. These are very two talented writers. So I said, yes. Yes. Well, you have to understand that Lynn is very, very, very talented. And we uh, loved her work just right off the bat. And for us, it was, we really wanted an all-female team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we wanted to, you know, when we approached Fanbase Press with Barbara and Bryant, uh, we were bringing the story to them and saying, like, we'd really love, like, a female artist. And we also, like, don't really want to look at any other artist other than Lynn. So <laughs> um, this is going to hinge upon us getting her. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Um, now, for all, this question is for all of you, you know, um, who are, who are your main, uh, I know Claudia is one of your main characters. Who are the rest of the characters in this story? We have, um, Dr. Claudia Tachi. She works for, um, the new country that's formed after the World War III is called the American Union. She mm -hmm. works for the American Union as a, a gynecologist mm -hmm. and she's like a major in the army there. And her commanding officer is Major General Lynch. Mm -hmm. And he's in on the secret and has been keeping that from Claudia. And then her husband, Dean, um, is someone who, you know, they've been trying to have a family for several years because of the nuclear con contamination have been struggling to do mm -hmm. so. And then there's Reed and Iris um, and the people that live beyond the border wall. Because mm -hmm. in this new um, country, after the bombs fell, the, the government built this wall around the country around the quote-unquote good soil to keep the nuclear contamination out mm -hmm. not realizing at the time in the 60s that contamination travels through the soil and the water and the air mm -hmm. um, and also not realizing that there was like a, you know a bunch of people who had survived you know but were living in this kind of like nuclear wasteland and now it's a few generations later mm -hmm. the reed and iris are from that those generations post the bomb Yes. And then there's um, Lucy Coley, who uh, also served in the military, but she mm -hmm. just did the required four years and then left. And she's a patient of uh, Claudia's who gets wrangled into this whole adventure she goes on. Yeah. A pregnant patient who becomes kidnapped. And then um, this is, um, and this, again, this is for all of you. And, and Lynn, please chime in. You know, um, how did you guys come up with like the character designs, the um, and actually also too there this the setting in um, the American Union is in a specific place in in the United States, right? It plays a key role. Um, as far as the character designs go, um, Eric and Desiree, they both gave me um, brief character descriptions and sort of like, oh, if there was an actor who's going to portray them, this is who I want to be. I'll take that, you know, as sort of like a guideline. Mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily his fault. I'm not really good at likenesses, so whatever you know, actor that he suggests is like, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll yeah. try to get the sense of them, but probably not the likeness of them. But yeah, um, basically, I'll gather photo references of you know, particular actors, maybe match them together. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, what was it was the other part of your question? The um, location? Yeah, I mean, because it's it takes place in Chicago, correct? Yes, location. Yeah. Um, 
Desiree Nurka can answer that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was part of, um, you know, in doing our research, like Desiree mentioned, when we looked at, like, where the bombs would fall in the fallout zones, um, basically the East Coast, the South, and the West Coast would, would be gone. And so we were like, well, the next major city that was in existence that had infrastructure and, you know, the ability to have, like, a capital would be Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be mostly, you know, protected from the actual, like, plans of where the real bombs would have went off. So we were like, it very much makes sense. Like Chicago also has access to like the farmlands of the Midwest too. So it's like the farmlands could ship supplies mm-hmm. in and they could, you know, reestablish government uh, around that city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, sorry uh, Desiree, sorry. What were you going to oh, say? I was just going to say, and in regards to like the look of how Chicago appears in, in our alternate history, a lot of that, um, came from photos of looking at like how Cuba looks now, now, like it's kind of trapped in this world that still somewhat exists in the 1960s. They still have very old cars and like, they don't really have a lot of internet access. Mm -hmm. So we used also use that as reference photos for Lynn when she was like drawing the world of the American union. Mm -hmm. My, my reference for like, is like so much stuff (laughs) from the sixties and seventies. Um, but yeah, we have even had a Pinterest board where we just like collected sort of like, you know, inspiration board of how everything was going to look from the color Mm -hmm. palette and everything. Yeah. Before I continue on, um, off the cuff question, because Lynn, like you said that Desiree and Erica gave you kind of like, well, this is the actress we would like to see Mm -hmm. Claudia, you know, to, you know, play Claudia. Can I just ask who, like for Claudia, which actress did you guys kind of sort of model who who did you pick i don't even remember i feel like (laughs) you sent over a variety of women that kind of looked the same yeah i feel like it was like amy adams was maybe one of them but also maybe like a jessica chastain was maybe one of them yes yeah i I was looking at jessica chastain and um sometimes what's the i can't remember the actress's name um but also see jillian anderson was one right a younger younger jillian anderson a lot of um, redheads. <laughs> a lot of redheads. Yeah. A lot of fiery redheads was looking. Yeah. yeah. And then like uh, Lucy Coley was actually, uh, the character reference was a friend of mine um, named Kim Coley. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. like one of her friends from childhood that like we also like ended up like knowing each other out in Los Angeles. And we were like, oh, she's, um, she's Jamaican and what's her, Indian? Yeah, Jamaican and Indian. And she was always like, there's nobody that looks like me. Uh-huh. And, media. and so I was like, okay, well, I can change that a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. A fun question. So um, your friend, is she going to get any cut from the uh, profits for this book? Since she's kind of sort of in there. <laughs> Is she going to appear with you guys at conventions doing autograph no, signing? She just has to like support us and repost our comic book all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, look, it's me. <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry. I'm going to continue on. So my next question, it's more for Lynn and Erica and um, Desiree, you guys can chime in. So, well, first off, this question is more direct toward Lynn. Lynn, may I ask, can you describe to our listeners your art style for the series because I love it. It's Ooh, okay. So for this particular art set, the color palette was sort of inspired, um, sort of the minimalistic coloring style of Darwin Cook from his like Richard Parker series, uh, which right. is a great graphic novel. Um, 
but I, I, it's sort of inspired by not exactly the same kind. Oh, um, so yeah. also out of practicality, because I was doing everything from the coloring to the lettering and everything, um, I had to, I thought that maybe just using a minimal color palette would save time. Um, I don't know. If it <laughs> but yeah, that was the idea. The initial red was definitely um, inspired from the propaganda posters from the like the 50s, like the Soviet Union kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So because we want to kind of give a totalitarian feel to it. Yes. And yeah. like basically changing the colors for like, it was mostly for like scene changes, not so much chapter changes. But yeah, so we decided to use that. I don't know if I boxed myself into a corner by doing this, but <laughs> it was an ex- interesting, um, like a storytelling experiment mm-hmm. using those color palettes. Yeah. And then Desiree and Erica, did you guys um, um, kind of like um, regarding the color palettes, did you guys talk to Lynn about it? Like, Hey, you know, for the, you know, when they're in um, Chicago, let's do the, the 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 red palette when they're outside of the wall. Let's the, use the trying to remember. I think it's green. green. Yeah, green. yeah. It was definitely an ongoing discussion. I mean, Lynn was the one that came to us with the idea of doing the color palette the way it is in the comic and like with the Soviet propaganda colors um, and that are prominent in the first mm-hmm. issue. And then I think um, we love that idea. It was brilliant. And then I. Th- think um at some point i don't know who came up the idea of like well maybe we change the color when we change the location or if we like you know in issue three we jump back in time to the 1960s again and like yeah Um, i thought that that was just an interesting way to kind of like break it up but not make it like so many colors all the time where there's all these things going on and Mm -hmm. but it's like a real like subtle change and like the green in issue two was supposed to be because they're like they're going to the wilderness. They're outside of like now the civilization, like the civilization that they knew. And so it's more like a wild color. Um, And then Lynn was able to just kind of like carry it through. And we were also able to show kind of like the time changing in the year, like the seasons changing too. Um, In issue five. Yeah. We go to another like icy blue because it's the middle of winter and it's also a very somber issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my favorite color palette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that like blue one. Yeah, that one was great. This is an off the cuff question, because you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because when I read this, um, when I read the the limited series, when they went outside the wall, because this is the um, because you know World War Three happened in the early '60s. What I I think the thing who who decided to um. How did you guys come up with the idea of making outside the wall, like, you know, um, all these plants and trees growing? Because I, I thought that was a nice, that's a very nice contrast to um, a nice um, change um, in, in apocalyptic storytelling. Well, we looked at photos of Chernobyl mm-hmm. um, and used that as a big inspiration. I mean, that even that was not even that wasn't even as long ago as the like 40 years yeah. yeah that's right that area is so overgrown as mm-hmm. well and like the wolves have taken over <laughs> yeah it's like nature really finds its way back quickly if we stop like beating it back you know and it's like you know trees and growth and everything especially like in the southern you know parts of the u.s it's like it's still very has a lot of access to water and so there's mm-hmm. going to be like a lot more lushness i think than most things are just like, yeah, everything's still burning. It's like, it takes a lot of energy to burn stuff, <laughs> especially after that long. 
All right, I'm going to start wrapping. Oh, I'm sorry, Lynn. Did you want to add anything else? Oh, well, I also like definitely the Chernobyl stuff. I was also looking at like the Last of Us, Last of Us concept art, you know, the game. Oh, so that was like a good reference point to to like no, just a lot of post-apocalyptic concept art. I was looking at. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start wrapping this up. Um, this is for Erica and Desiree. Have you and your family been to Hawaii? I have family in Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> in uh, in um, Honolulu, my um, uncle and my aunt and my cousin have lived there since the early 90s. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I have been to all 50 states and Hawaii was wow. my 50th state. And I like designed that basically on purpose. And mm-hmm. so it was um, also the first state that I went to with my now husband. So oh. I like definitely like took a bunch of signs, like, you know, at like the national parks and stuff to mm-hmm. like write the 50th state. That's so cool. Okay. So now, um, and then for Lynn, you know, for our listeners, Lynn um, was born and raised in Hawaii. So Lynn, may I ask, what do you miss about Hawaii? Sunlight. no i'm not kidding i live in a basement apartment in brooklyn okay Okay. (laughs) i had to get special lights just so i want to get like seasonal affective disorder it is like (laughs) i really miss (laughs) having like you know the same amount of sunlight every day (laughs) especially in the winter oh my god especially in the right now in the winter yeah i don't like it when the sun goes down like at 4 4 p.m it's not it's not right. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Okay. Last question. Any closing words to our listeners? Uh, we hope that you find and, and check out Nuclear Power. It was definitely a labor of love over many years um, for all three of us. It's an all-female team, and we hope it's a very, you know, entertaining read, um, as well as maybe learn something. Maybe not. Desiree, <laughs> do you want to add anything? Yeah, I just want to... Uh, add to that. I mean, it's definitely, if you like um, alt history, if you like um, thrillers and conspiracies, this is, nuclear power is your jam. Lynn? Um, definitely check out fanbasepress.com if you would like to purchase a graphic novel and a comicsology. Um, if you would like to see more of my artwork, you could check out ProtoKitty uh, art at Twitter, ProtoKitty at Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and my Facebook page, lanyoshiart.com. I think that's it. I can't even remember my own handles. <laughs> but if you just like look up my name or Proto Kitty, you'll, you'll be able to find my artwork on social media. So I'll promise to update it more. <laughs> all right. So Desiree, Erica, and Lynn, I want to wish you all the success with Nuclear Power. Um, and mahalo. Thank you, Hwain, for your time and giving me the opportunity to interview all of you. I also want to thank Barbara of Fan, Fanbase Press for help setting up this interview. Now, now, if you are a new reader or a longtime reader who loves al- alternative history, please check out Nuclear Power. It's available on Comixology, and it is out in trade paperback. Just ask your comic shop to order you a copy. I want to thank Drew, co-host for Comics for Fun and Profit, um, for putting this episode together. Drew, thank you for all your hard work behind the scenes. And please check out new episodes of Comics for Fun and Profit um, podcast that comes out every Saturday. And thank you. I want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Aloha.
Bye. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for inviting. <laughs>